everybody to the Remnant Call. This is your host, Brother Frank. Good morning, good evening, good night, good wherever you are right now listening to this program. It is time for the Day of Atonement. Yom Kippur, it is here on us right now. And so there's a lot of questions out there for people. How do you keep Day of Atonement as a new covenant believer that follow Yeshua? What do we do? Do we do we fast on that day? Do we? The Bible says that we are to afflict our souls. What does that mean? Well, I can't think of anybody better to bring in to speak about the Day of Atonement than my good friend uh, Rabbi Zev Parat, all the way from Israel, a believer in Messiah Yeshua, to explain. What is it about the Day of Atonement? You know, the one thing that Brother Zev is very, very big on, and that is not following the traditions of the rabbis. We must follow what the Word of God says. And I'll tell you what, I couldn't agree with that more. So I'm not going to wait any longer. Let's bring in our guest. Brother Zev, are you here with me? Shalom, Brother Frank. An honor and a blessing to be here, and especially at this period of time where we're entering into the Day of Atonement and the final feast, the Feast of Tabernacles, where we will tabernacle with Yeshua forever. Oh, hallelujah. What a wonderful day that's going to be. Um, you know, Zev, we, this has been a big year uh, going on, a lot of big celebrations. We've got 70 years of Israel. We've got them celebrating, and uh, we've got a lot of signs and wonders and in the, in the, been in the heavens and, and everything around. But the Bible is very specific about the Lord's feasts, even from the very beginning of the book of uh, Genesis, Brother Zev. And and now it's the Day of Atonement is here. I, I guess, you know, this for me right now, we are on uh, Monday evening, and the Day of Atonement starts here in eastern United States anyways. Uh, tomorrow evening, it's sundown. Zev, there's a lot of questions about how do we keep the the Day of Atonement. What what are we supposed to do as believers? Do we just stop eating and don't drink any water for 24 hours? Or could you explain that to the audience? Because a lot of people want to know, what does the Word of God actually say? And Brother Zev, if you could open us up also with a word of prayer, I would just be so blessed to have you pray over this show. Avinu Malkinu, Adon Olam, Heavenly Father, Lord Yeshua. Abba Father, we thank you that you provided for us the final atonement that you gave up your spirit on the cross and rose after three days so we can be white as snow, so we can become righteous through the blood that you shed for us in Yerushalayim, in Jerusalem. Abba Father, we ask that you speak and anoint this program with the power of the Holy Spirit, that anything that's not from your word, Abba Father, would be cut off in the name of Jesus, Yeshua, God. And Abba Father, we just ask that the indwelling of the Holy Spirit would enter into this program for one purpose and one purpose only, to prepare the bride of Yeshua HaMashiach for your second coming to go home, that your name would be lifted as the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Abba Father, continue to use my brother Frank here in ministry and in radio around the world as the message goes forth, and we stand together as the Adam Chadash, as the one new man, Ephesians 2.15. In Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. 
Amen and amen. Well, Brother Zev, take us down and help us to understand a little bit better what it means to keep this feast day. Uh, we talk about all the feasts of the Lord are mentioned in the book of Leviticus, chapter 23, verse 2. And I'll quote that. And uh, please, Brother Frank, for you and for the believers around the world and those listening, uh, please note that when I'm quoting these Bible verses, many times you're looking at various translations in the Bible, and you may not see exactly what I'm telling you. I'm quoting from the original Hebrew text, and I always try to use the closest that I can in English to the original Hebrew text. So Leviticus 23, verse 2 says in Hebrew, Speak unto the children of Israel concerning the feasts of the Lord, which you, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations. Even these are my feasts. So we can see that all the feasts of the Lord belong to the Lord. They don't belong to Israel. They don't belong to the rabbis. Although the rabbis tried to claim ownership on them, God says they belong to me. And the word feast there is the word in Hebrew, moed, which means fixed appointed times. So they're God's fixed appointed times, which we are to proclaim, we are to market, to make recognizable in simple Christian language, to preach the gospel as a holy convocation. Some translations say holy assembly. The word there is really holy convocations, which really means in Hebrew, mika e kodesh, and the word actually means a dress rehearsal. So all the feasts are dress rehearsal to prepare ourselves for Yeshua's second coming, including the feasts that were already fulfilled. They also point to the second coming of Yeshua. For example, we know that Yeshua was the Passover lamb. John 1.29, behold, the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. That was fulfilled. But we look at the book of Revelation, and I saw one standing in the midst of the lampstand slain before the foundation of the world as the lamb. So it is forever. That is the foreshadow, even the ones that were fulfilled. Entering the Day of Atonement and asking how are we to celebrate or, or, or as New Covenant believers, as, as believers in Jesus and Yeshua, and the question is always asked, do we need to fast? And, and I want to bring something out, Brother Frank. We're not against fasting. Jesus fasted. Esther fasted. Ezekiel fasted. Paul fasted. I fast. We are to fast. But the question is, is there a requirement in the written Word of God, in the book of Leviticus, that we need to fast on the Day of Atonement. What does the Bible say? Well, the word for fasting in Hebrew is the word tzom. That is the word for fasting in Hebrew. And I'd like you, Brother Frank, uh, to honor us by reading Esther chapter 4, verse 16. Sure, I'll be glad to. Go gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan, and fast ye for me, and neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise, and so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law, and if I perish, I perish. So the wonderful book of Esther, we know the story, the victory, but notice that Esther called for a fast. The word for fast there in Hebrew is the word tzom. And I'm, I'm taking one example. There are many examples in the Bible where the word fast is used in the New and Old Testament. And every time the word fast is used, it is the word psalm in Hebrew. That will not be the case in the book of Leviticus, chapter 16, verse 29, where God speaks about the Feast of the Day of Atonement. And we're, uh, there are many translations. I'll take one translation in English where it says, this is to be a lasting ordinance for you. On the tenth day of the seventh month, you must deny yourselves and not do any work. It's a high Sabbath, whether native-born or foreigner residing among you. So the word foreigner there actually refers to the nations. And even here already in the book of Leviticus, 
before Jesus went to the cross already, we already see the foreshadow that the whole Bible is written to Jews and Gentiles, the one new man, Ephesians 2.15, grafted into the olive tree, spiritually Israel. We see that the foreigner also is to celebrate this because once you're a new covenant believer in Jesus, you become spiritually Israel. Now, the word over here for deny yourself is the word ana. And the word ana in English would be spelled A-N-A-H. The word ana does not mean fasting. We think about Jesus, Yeshua. When Yeshua was walking in his his three-year ministry, what was he quoting from? He was quoting from the Old Testament. There wasn't a New Testament. And Yeshua says in the book of Matthew, if anyone wishes to follow me, and I'm paraphrasing, he must pick up his cross daily and deny himself. It is the same word used here in Leviticus chapter 16, verse 29. In Hebrew it says, if anyone wishes to follow me, he must anah himself daily. So the word anah, so that would be if we're saying that Leviticus 16 says that we need to fast, that we're saying that Jesus says, if anyone wishes to follow me, he must fast and that doesn't make any sense. Fasting could bring in revelation. We're not, we're not saying it doesn't, but we're saying in that context and in the context of Leviticus 16, the word deny is the word ana, which does not mean fasting. You could fast, but it does not mean fasting. It means to humble yourself, to ana yourself. The word ana is used over 79 times in the Old Testament. And in every time that word is used, ana. It's always in the context of humbling, of answering God, of denying yourself. It is never used in the context of fasting. That was brought in by the rabbis, by the Gemara, by the... And you may be asking yourself, how can it be that these rabbis don't know Hebrew? They know Hebrew very, very well. They don't know the Holy Spirit. This is why Jesus, Yeshua, always spoke in parables. What is a parable? A parable is a physical picture with a spiritual element. It is not a language issue. It is a spiritual issue. When they look at the Bible and they come in with rejection of Jesus, they're going to have to invent something to explain what it means to humble yourself. And they they do that. They've decided that by fasting 24 hours a day, we can have atonement of sin. That's impossible because Jesus is the way, is the truth, is the life. No one makes it to the Father but only through him. He is the final atonement. When when this was given to Israel before Jesus came as a foreshadow, it was to prepare themselves for the final atonement, Jesus, Yeshua, HaMashiach, the Lamb of God. Moses speaks about it in Deuteronomy 18, verse 15 to 17. He says there's going to be a prophet from among you. You must listen to him. He was preparing them and through the feast. How do we celebrate this feast? When he's already atoned for us, by understanding that it's preparation for us to understand that it's also talking about the judgment and the opening of books in the book of Revelation and the the book of uh, Remembrance in Malachi chapter 3, verse 16 and 18, which speaks about the book of Remembrance, which is the book of the bride that makes it to the end, the victorious bride, Revelation chapter 12. This calls for patience and endurance on those who keep the testimony of Yeshua and hold firm to to his word, and I'm paraphrasing, this is what it's all about, to make it to the end. And we know that from the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, we, we go into the last feast, which is the Feast of Tabernacles, the seventh feast, and that is Revelation chapter 21, verse 3. Behold, the tabernacle of man is now with God forever. 
And the Day of Atonement brings that in. Can you fast on the Day of Atonement? Yes. Are we required to fast on the Day of Atonement? No, because that would mean that you and I have the ability to atone for our sins by fasting 24 hours. That is impossible. And mm. therefore, the, wow. word there, the word there cannot mean fasting. In fact, the word ana also means to answer. And we have this in the book of Genesis, chapter 18, verse 27. Abraham answered, Anna. That's what it says in Hebrew, Anna, and said, Behold, I have undertaken to speak to the Lord, Yehovah, Yahweh. I am but dust and ashes. So by answering God, he's, he's exalting the king. He's saying, We're small people with a big God, and that's what it means to Anna. To recognize that he's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. Abraham answered God. He anat. means also to answer. Anat. Doesn't mean to fast. And by doing so, he humbled himself. And he realized that he's nothing but dust and ashes. But the king is the Lord. King of kings. Lord of lords. And we know that the Bible says that Abraham believed God. And it was counted to him for righteousness. It doesn't say that Abraham was righteous. It means that he understood that he's a small person with a big God. And he understood that only through the Messiah we can have redemption of sins. You may be asking, well, wait a minute, he didn't see Messiah Yeshua. He understood, the book of Hebrews says that he was looking for a house built not by the foundation of man, and I'm paraphrasing, by the, the, the builder and the architect will be God. Abraham was able to see through the Holy Spirit that the architect and the builder is Yeshua HaMashiach, and when he, the Bible says he anat, he denied himself, he answered God, and this is the real meaning of the Feast of Yom Kippur. Another thing I want to bring out, Brother Frank, is the, even the translation of atonement is not, an, is not an accurate translation because the word Yom Kippur or Yom Kippurim does not mean atonement. What it means is the word Kippur means covering. So it's actually the day of covering. And that would make sense why the Jews fast every year and then they have to do it next year again because their sins are only covered. They're not taken away. Only Jesus takes away the sins. Yom Kippur, the sacrifices, were just temporary as a foreshadow of the final atonement. Wow, that's, that's amazing. And Zev, it reminds me of the entire the, the feast, the, the, the parable of the wedding feast, where the man tried to wear his own garment. And it makes perfect sense because, folks, if we're fasting to make an atonement, what you're saying is, I'm going to wear my own garment. Because I can somehow earn that gift of salvation. I can earn my own way. And folks, I'm telling you, if you think you can earn it, then that means God now owes you something, and he doesn't owe anybody anything. It's about taking on his covering instead of ours. And man, when you take on his covering and then live in the power of knowing that the Lord has covered you, with his own robe of righteousness, and he is the one who paid the price. And it is his blood that makes an atonement and a forgiveness of all. It is a wonderful thing. Zev, that, my, the light just finally went on in my head when you talked about fasting in order to atone ourselves. That was beautiful. Really touched me. Thank you. And we have other places, Brother Frank, now praise God. We're small people with a big guy. All the glory goes to Jesus. Numbers chapter 29, verse 7. On the 10th day of the seventh month, hold the sacred assembly. And it really it says hold a, a dress rehearsal. That's what it means. 
hold a sacred assembly, you must deny yourself and do no work. Do no work is because it's a high Sabbath, because every feast is a high Sabbath. It doesn't matter what day it falls on. You must deny yourself. Deny yourself, again, does not mean not to eat. It is a call to humble ourselves before the Father, to make ourselves low in obedience to him, a time to examine ourselves, to submit to ourselves, to repent, and to bring our, ourselves into the last and final feast, the Feast of Tabernacles, so we can tabernacle with him forever. There has to be repentance. There has to be self-examination. We must die in Messiah Yeshua daily, and that is the real atonement. And, of course, recognize what he did for us on the cross in Jerusalem because the blood of Yeshua HaMashiach, the blood of Jesus, cannot be taken for granted. And if we fast, we're taking his blood for granted. We're saying that your blood is not sufficient enough. We still need to fast for atonement of sins. And that grieves the Holy Spirit, Brother Frank. Amen. No, folks, if you want to just fast because you're trying to grow deeper in your spiritual walk and you want to kind of turn up that dial of of, uh, clarity in your walk, that's great. But like Zev's saying, if you're fasting because you've got to earn that, you know, I got to do this because if not, I'll be cut off if I don't fast, then then you've missed the whole picture. You've, You've missed it because Yeshua paid the price. And we're fasting, yes, that's great, but fasting is, is about clarity and opening the channel up so we, we empty ourselves and draw out the hunger that we can hear God better, but not to pay the price, not to atone for sin. That's what only Yeshua can do that. So, Zev, I really appreciate this and, and, and uh, the clarity on this because, folks, it, the, the traditions of the rabbis, you can see how this actually takes away from the glorious price that Yeshua paid and adds something now to us that we are somehow atoning and make in doing something that, that earns us this extra, you know, well, you did it this year, you're good to go until the next year. And that's, that's just, that's unbiblical. So Zev, thank you for this wonderful eye-opening teaching. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. And uh, another thing I want to bring out, Brother Frank, before we end uh, the program, is the fact that Hebrew is also an ideographic language. The original Hebrew is also ideographic. And if we look at the word ana in the Hebrew ideographic meaning, so the word ana is spelled in Hebrew ein, nun, the letter ein in the ideographic language means an eye, or it means to see. The letter nun means life and the letter hey means to behold or to lift your hands up or to basically to humble yourself so we can even see that in the pictographic or ideographic language of hebrew what the word anah means it has nothing to do with the word som in hebrew which means to fast Amen. Thank you for that. And we're going to have that up so you folks, when you're watching, you can see that picture here on YouTube and everything and on blog talk uh, of what Zev was talking about there. And so, Zev, just thank you for spending a few moments here as we're getting ready to here in the U.S. We're getting ready to go in to Yom Kippur. And folks, if, if the Lord's landed on your heart to fast, then by all means, do it. But don't do it because you're trying to earn uh, another year, you've been redeemed if you've come under the blood of Yeshua. 
and uh, the power of living in the promise of being redeemed and knowing and understand that. Folks, that's the path to holiness. But earning your way in, well, you'll just be disappointed in that walk. So with that, I'd like to say to everyone listening in here, uh, God bless you. Thank you for listening in. Zev, God bless you too. And this is Brother Frank and, and Rabbi Zev Parat with the Remnant Call tonight saying to everyone, a happy Yom Kippur, and may God bless you. Good night and shalom. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.